0: You're listening to the SportsCast with no name on the Beyond the Name Tag radio network.
1: Hey everyone, uh, welcome back to mm-hmm. the SportsCast with no name. Yeah, uh, I'm Sean Montgomery.
0: My name is Case Fitzsimmons.
1: Hello, Broncos country.
0: Hello, Raider Nation.
1: And uh, the Chiefs and Chargers fans as well, whatever you guys call your squads.
0: Listen, I want to point something out here. Um, <laughs> being, being that Sean is a Broncos fan and I'm a Raiders fan, that does not mean that we don't have a solid opinion about the Chargers and Absolutely the Chiefs. Absolutely
1: not. We welcome anyone from the AFC West and all fans of the NFL
0: I mean, it would be different if the Browns were in our conference. Then the Browns would just be shit on the whole time. But you can't <laughs> shit on the Chiefs because they've been a solid team the last few years, and they've, you know, they've accomplished some things. Like I think this past year they won ten straight, and the year before they won like eleven straight. Um, so yeah. that's proof that they start off really slow. But um, yeah, we have an opinion about your guys' squad. So so don't get like, oh, I'm not gonna listen to this podcast because all they want to talk about is. The Raiders and the Broncos. No, we we want to talk about everything and definitely. And, and eventually, we're gonna let you guys phone in and yell at us and call us idiots that we don't know what we're talking about. And, <laughs> so, awesome. Yeah.
1: All right. So, uh, I guess that brings us to our first topic. Um, obviously, the Super Bowl happened.
0: Yeah, and I, you know, it's kind of weird because being that neither of the teams, I, you know, I didn't have a horse in the race, and neither did you, right. Um, so, you know, it's kind of in a way for me, it's almost like old news. I think I talked to my my dad this morning and he was like, "Oh, what do you think of the Super Bowl?" and I'm like, "Oh, which one?" You know what I mean because it it was a week ago. But with that said, right. I thought it was a really good game. I yeah. think we both predicted that Atlanta was going to win.
1: I mean, yeah, we did uh and it was supposed to go that way.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was. I actually tweeted in towards the end of the third quarter when it was uh 28 to 3. Yeah. I sent out a tweet, and I'm not a big tweeter. I think I have, like, nine followers or something. Um, And I think I follow maybe nine people. Um, I tweeted, if I was an Atlanta Falcons fan, I would be comfortable taking a nap right now. (laughs) Because that's what it felt like. It just felt like it was nap time.
1: Well, it did. I mean, where I was watching the Super Bowl with a couple friends of ours at their place, um, like, we were just not really paying attention to the game at one point because it was a blowout and we were like, you know, oh, here we go, another boring super bowl and we're like eating our snacks or whatever and then all of a sudden it's like, wait, wait, wait. What's yeah. happening?
0: Well, you know, the funny thing is is right after I sent that tweet, that's when the Patriots started kind of making their 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 uh their comeback there James you speed.
1: have it atlanta case but Fitzsimmons jinxed your team no
0: i don't know if i jinxed them or Single-handedly. if or if the coaches were reading my tweets on the sideline because I, <laughs> I i i i tagged atlanta falcons in it and i think one of the coaches may have read it and goes oh uh case Fitz, um out of california says you guys can take naps so let's all take naps now <laughs> and tom brady saw that the guys were taking a nap and and wah, jumped on it yeah yeah dude I think they took they the fans didn't take a nap they took a nap Ugh. can you imagine being an Atlanta Falcons fan? And well
1: you... I mean let's really discuss what happened though from a football standpoint I mean and this really this game really pissed me off um by the third quarter because um I mean you know me I am all about power football so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know um game management run the clock out okay um and that's all they needed to do really and if you look at the um at the time of possession I think New England had something like 55 minutes to atlanta's 22. so yeah you've got this great high scoring offense we've been there especially yeah um and uh it well one gets of their short
0: one of their touchdowns was a pick six so and that was when atlanta right. was leading seven0 they had a pick six and it went up 14 and or was it? I don't remember. I don't even remember. Maybe they were winning fourteen to zero, and then they had the pick six, and it put them up twenty-one to zero. But you know, it's it's kind of crazy because it reminded me at the end of the third quarter, it reminded me of a, a I can't remember which game it was in the season for the Raiders, but um, I think it was Kansas City. God, um, I, I, I wish I remembered. But we should have ran the ball. It was like third and one, mm-hmm. and they um, and and they called a pass play. Yeah, and then I think we got called for, um, I think it was like a false start, and then pushed us back, and then then we then had to pass it, and we didn't get the first down, and then afterwards Jack Del Real said, "Oh, I you know I think we should play big boy football, meaning we should have ran the ball in third and one, which should have happened. I think Atlanta should have ran the ball in that point because they were I think we we're on the 25, 25 yard line or thirty yard line, right? And they chose to pass the ball, right? And then he got sacked, and well, no, I, yeah, I mean that's that.
1: that's the thing. It's just play it. Play aggressive, but at the same time, uh, being aggressive doesn't always mean pass or doesn't always mean go for the ten yard play. It it just means like stay aggressive in your play calling. But at the same time, dude, they had all they needed to do was run the ball I think, like three times, I think, and you would have been in field goal range. It's out of the question. There's there's almost no way New England can come
0: back at that point. I think. I think any other team in the league would have done that. And yeah. I don't know why Atlanta didn't do that. And I don't think it's necessarily uh, Shanahan's fault or whatever. I, I think – I just feel like – I feel like Atlanta felt super comfortable with their league. Right. And we all know in football, and I think Atlanta now I, – I, I think Atlanta – I mean, who – you know, the whole Super Bowl jinx. You know, teams come back next year and they don't make it, um, essentially. But – yeah. I think I think Atlanta may be a scarier team next year now because now I think they're going to be like, we can't rest on anybody or any lead. We have to just – kind of like when the Saints were killing everyone. Yeah. The Saints were scoring like 40-plus points every single game. Yeah. I think Atlanta is going to be a lot like that.
1: I don't know though. Well, here here's one thing though. It's the Patriots. If anybody's going to come back from twenty-one down, it's the Patriots. Or so the Raiders. So I would have been scared. And I think what Atlanta was trying to do towards the end there was really put it away. They were being way too aggressive, and that's why they were passing. Oh, they became and, predictable. Yeah, exactly. They became predictable. And, at that and point. then your defense gets gassed, and uh, that's that. I mean, your defense had pressure on Brady all three quarters up until the fourth, and then it was like. Of course they don't have any more pressure because they've just done this for three quarters for 55 minutes because they've been on the field the whole time. So, like again, playing more conservative football, playing the clock, and making sure that your defense isn't on the field the whole time. I mean, this is how Denver lost their Super Bowl. This is how countless teams have lost their Super Bowls. And add Atlanta to the list. Um, So, here's the question. Is it the biggest comeback in history or is it the biggest... Uh, flop in history by the Falcons.
0: You know, I think that that could be debated. I I could debate that both ways. Like, yeah. I could debate it that it was the biggest comeback, and I could debate that it was the biggest flop, because I think both are a little bit uh, correct. Right. I do, like, you know, it's funny because, you know, you, you said that Atlanta had to run the ball, and if they ran the ball, the game would have been over and whatnot. And, I, and obviously, I agree with that. And I think, in hindsight, everyone agrees with that um i believe it it's funny And here it's i saw an interview with belichick after the game and he was like yeah in the first quarter we pretty much saw the defense they were running and they ran that defense the whole game wow even though they were losing he was like we saw the defense they were running in the first quarter and the problem that atlanta did is they didn't change it up in the second quarter they essentially played one safety deep and they played man-to-man and they said, "We dare you to beat us because we're going to get to your quarterback, and we're going to we're going to we're going to keep him on his heels." And all New England had to do was adjust to that. Now, in some weird way, if I was a Patriots fan, I'd be like, "We were studying you the whole time, and now we got you. We're we're seeing what you're doing, and right. now we saw what you did, and we're just now we're going to come back and beat you." And I think that I think on some level it was. It, I don't know if it was the biggest collapse and the biggest fail on Atlanta as much as it was. They they just really thought they had to put away. I think they really just thought, oh, we have this one put away. We're we're gonna be fine.
1: Right. Yeah. It's I, it's crazy to me. But um, I mean, hey, kudos to the New England though for coming back.
0: Yeah, I mean Tom Brady's the best ever, dude. I hate to say it, dude. Yeah. And really it's not is. because he's got five Super Bowls. It's not because of that, it's because he's consistent. Like you've never really seen I can't even fucking believe I'm saying this. Um, you've never seen him be any less Tom Brady. Does that make sense?
1: Right. No.
0: Like that Tom, especially in that game. I'm going to coin this right now. Tom Brady should become like, um, what do they call that as, um, when you use someone as a, like for instance, like if you see someone do something really awesome, like, uh, you know, avoid getting splashed by a car driving through a puddle. Like, look at that guy. He just Tom Brady, that puddle. (laughs) Some guy's about to slip and fall, but he catches his balance. Oh, dude, you just Tom brady the fuck out of that slip. You didn't fall. That's amazing. I don't know if I'm explaining it the way my mind is thinking it. But totally,
1: dude. No, I get it.
0: Like Tom Brady is now like he could be like my son someday be like, dude, you totally Bradyed that chick's phone number. You are a stud. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Man, that's great. Like, you know, I mean, like
0: the whole Michael Jordan thing. Look at him. He might, yeah,
1: no, I got you. It's yeah. it's true, though. I mean, Tom Brady is. He's proved that he's the greatest. I mean, he has that uh, intangible, which is that leadership quality where, you know, if even when they were down, he's not sitting there pouting. He's on the sideline pumping up his guys. And, like, you know, if that were Jay Cutler or any oh, yeah. other middle-of-the-road quarterback, you know, yeah. they just start to pout. Uh, even if it's Tony Romo, you know, they like they get him into pout mode and it's like over. And with Tom Brady, he's like, no, I'm oh, look, there's still seven minutes. We're down 24 points, whatever. It's still possible. And it's just like, what? Yeah. Like, who has that type of mindset? That's, that's, and that's why he's the greatest ever is dude, that guy works 24 um, seven around the clock to be the like the greatest ever. Like Michael Jordan. I mean, that's that,
0: why they say play 60, man. Totally. You play like, the whole 60 minutes. Yeah. We play it till the end.
1: Yeah. It's very true. Well, there you have it. I mean, Super Bowl is is in the books and uh we're moving on to the offseason.
0: I read today that you all lost um Adam Peters, I think. Adam, Adam Peters is that his name. He was the the yeah. col- the scout. He was the scout player personnel guy for college recruiting or something. Um and you yeah. lost him to the Niners and John always said if we were going to lose he said it like kind of majestically. I can only imagine. I didn't hear him say it. I read that he said it. We can. It. But can you imagine, very majestically, he says, <laughs> If we were going to lose Adam Peters to any team, I'd want it to be the Niners. Kind of like if my wife was to leave me, and I was to say, If my wife was ever to leave me, I'd want her to leave me for a very wealthy man. So my, <laughs> my kids need to go to college, so I really do feel that way. But yeah, you guys lost Adam Peters. That's yep. his name? Adam Peters? Adam Peters. He's now correct. the player personnel guy for the Niners. So he yep. gives John Lynch kind of like a brains of the operation. Yep. Because John Lynch, you know, let's be honest, he's a player. He's probably a very smart football guy. Yeah. But now he's got now he's got a very talented uh kind of a mastermind to work alongside of him. Like his Right he's gonna adam peters is gonna be like robin to john lynch's batman
1: yeah i think we touched on this in the in the first episode a little bit about how john lynch got hired on by the niners and in my opinion it's a little strange because i don't know how much experience he has with business or with um management of a team but uh you know it's the latest fad since john elway has had success um so yeah it's it's interesting to me that um that he they hired away adam peters i'm Obviously, I'm sure it's a steal because we've had some pretty good drafts the past four seasons.
0: So um, Yeah. You know, I I think that's where the Niners really need to do a lot of work. Absolutely. They they need to really kind of get, you know, they kind of have to do what the Raiders did, bring in some young guys. They got to do what the Tennessee Titans are currently doing. Yeah. What the Atlanta Falcons did. The Atlanta Falcons, they have a ton of young guys on their team, a bunch of starters on the defense that are rookies. Yeah. well yeah, I look I I think the 49ers are
1: finally heading in the right direction. They're getting young people in there. I only hope that they give um Shanny Jr as I like to call him um a chance because you know, the last 3 years they've just been coach after coach after coach and it's mm. like you have to build a culture and that's what um Oh my gosh, I get the Harbaughs mixed up. It was John Harbaugh, right? for the Niners. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, John. okay. John, yeah. sorry. So John Harbaugh um you know, I thought that he did a great job creating a culture there. He, he was almost won some Super Bowls with Colin Kaepernick. I and think they would a
0: great defense. I think they probably would have won a Super Bowl. Absolutely, because, because they essentially the after he left, and then that following season, a bunch of like really solid defensive players just retired. Yeah, um, um it it
1: was just really poor. Um, Ownership and management to be honest In my opinion
0: Here, I, I don't know how you let John Harbaugh go after getting to back to back NFC championships it's like Here's the problem with all businesses not just Football but since we talk about football We'll relate it to football And I'm not Making this up it's not like it's not like something I Coined I've read this before um, You should never want To be the smartest man in the room Right ever right? No matter what you do whether you're flipping Burgers at in and out Burger um, whether you're uh, a CEO of a company or you're running a football team, you should never want to be the smartest man in the room. And I think with Jed, Jed is it Jed or Jeb York, the owner of the Niners? I don't. I think it's Jed. J-E-D. Oh, I don't know. I think it's Jed. Jed. Um, we'll we'll, look, we'll get our producers to If it's Jeb, look Jeb that would be right really now. fucking awesome. <laughs> you've got you've got a Jeb. Jeb York. My name's Jib Jeb, and he's a millionaire. I think it's Jed York. Yeah, it's Jed York. John Edward York. Okay. Oh. Oh, so he's he shortened John. Oh, Edward. yeah. He makes it That's like, fly, dude. That's kind of like... Yo, the, my name is Jed. Yeah. That's and cool. And I own the 49ers. But his real name is John. <laughs> if I was his friend, I would just call him John. Yeah, probably. He'd be like, yo, bitch, my name's Jed. No, dude. It's John. <laughs> it's just... No, your name's John. John. It, and Edward, you're using your, uh, your, uh, your middle name. But back to... What we're talking about I I feel like guys like him They want They want to be The smartest person In the room And I saw his Press conference Recently when he When he fired uh, Balky and um, And um, That coach What was that coach's name? Like What was the coach's Uh, Chip Kelly Chip Kelly When he fired those guys Yeah he then did, then did a press conference and he was like all like yeah this is what I had to do and it's like you're the <laughs> owner like just why are you giving a press conference just be the owner like dude if I was the owner I, I would just be like the Wizard of Oz like I would just be behind scenes you wouldn't see me right I, you know I wouldn't you know you would see my face at the owners meetings you know right um I I have a I have a really I have a really weird prediction I want to make with the Niners though and I think it's oh? going it's gonna kind of lead to AFC. The AFC uh, West a little bit. Okay. What if, and I'm saying it first. At least I think I'm saying it first. What if? Because Shanahan came out and said that the offense he wants to run would be too complicated for a rookie quarterback to come in and do. That doesn't mean they're not going to draft a rookie quarterback. Right. But they definitely. That's him alluding to. I think that he wants to go out and get a, a legitimate starting quarterback through free agency right so obviously we've all heard the rumors that he was going to go off to Kirk cousins but washington redskins would rather just franchise tag Kirk cousins again i heard matt schaub matt schaub is going to come with him for sure but matt schaub oh I, that's happening yeah i think that that's going to happen i think uh, that yeah. i read somewhere that matt schaub is not under contract of this year oh, right that's true so matt schaub um is going to come but come on dude matt schaub he got beat up by derrick Carr. derrick Carr's a rookie i mean when he was a rookie so I don't, yeah. I don't no, think I Job has what it takes anymore. I think he has what it takes to be a good backup quarterback to know your playbook. Um, but I think it's a smart move to bring him over because yeah. he knows Shanahan's
1: system. Of course. Um, you know, worst case scenario, you turn to him and it shouldn't be that embarrassing.
0: Yeah. So I think he wanted to get Kirk Cousins or he wants to get Kirk Cousins, but... The Redskins are just gonna franchise tag him, which I think is fucked. A snake in the grass shit. Just give the guy contact. You're just gonna keep franchise tagging this guy and just keep paying him 21 move. move. That's essentially them saying we don't think you're gonna last. So we're right. going to franchise tag you every year. Look,
1: neither do I. But it, when you're giving 72 million to Brock Osweiler, who does nothing, and then yeah. poor Kirk Cousins is slinging it out there, giving it his all for like three years in a row now, and the guy's got—I mean, at least he's got some money to show for it. Because what he's getting paid pretty handsomely. He's getting on paid those... about 21
0: million dollars a year, <laughs> guaranteed. Yeah, he's not pouting at all. No, he's not. He he pretty much <laughs> said that. Um, I actually really liked Kirk Cousins until he. Had that good season, not this past season, but last year, 2015. And he said, how you like me now? He came out. Did you see (laughs) that? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He came out and he was like yelling, how you like me now? (laughs) I was like, dude, you look like a maniac and I don't like you anymore. But so he wants to get Kirk Cousins, but it's probably not going to happen. So then you go into uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Was that his name? Garoppolo? Yes. Okay. I don't think the Patriots are going to give him up unless they get a first round draft pick, which is very sneaky of the Patriots. They did that with Matt Castle. Sneaky, sneaky. Matt Castle like came on. He played like four or five games or no, he played a lot more games. I think he played 11 games in uh, Tom Brady's absence and he looked like a stud. And he went to the Kansas City Chiefs and looked like a dud. He was hot garbage. Ooh, good one, Casey. <laughs> I know I rhymed. i to stud the dud. He's my zero. He's not a hero. He's my zero. Anyways, so so I think Garoppolo is gonna be too big of a price tag for the Niners. Yeah. Um I think that the, the Patriots want a first round pick, and I don't I don't see because can you imagine if the Niners traded away their first round pick, which is the second pick, right? Yeah. Or they trade the second pick to New England. You know what New England would do with that second pick? What's that? They would then trade that second pick yeah. to another team and get like 17 other picks. That's true. They, so they're very smart. So they wouldn't draft anyone number two. I don't think the Patriots... When's the last time the Patriots drafted anyone in the top 10? And look at this, yeah, the, the team they've built. So They're awesome. So then you've got Garoppolo, but then you've got Jay Cutler even though he's... Well, what about Romo? I mean, I think you're missing the biggest but Roma name But Romo wants to go to a team that's going to win. That's why it's going to come oh, down to the, the Chiefs right. or the Broncos. Romo, yeah, but
1: Romo's not coming to the Broncos. We've already pretty much... Romo,
0: Romo is like cottage cheese right now. His shelf life isn't very long, no. even if he's in the fridge. That's what I'm saying. He's, he's going to go he's gonna, somewhere like... Kind of
1: like what um, Vikings did with Sam Bradford. They're like, oh, no, we need an emergency quarterback.
0: <laughs> and they're like, oh, Tony Romo's available. Hey, like, dude, that's a whole other conversation. I actually true. think Sam Bradford is an amazing quarterback.
1: No, I I I agree with you. And I think that, uh, you know, the Vikings should have done better this year. Um, um, even with him, well, they they they, they, I mean, they, did, they did great, but then they just
0: fell apart there towards the end. They did what the Atlanta Falcons did last year. They came right. out strong and then they fell apart. Yeah, their season was like the Atlanta Falcons Super Bowl. Yeah, they'll that was that a good game. one. Did you get that one? Their whole season <laughs> yeah. was like the Atlanta Falcons Super Bowl. They just went to sleep. They're like, oh, yeah. we've won seven. We're seven and zero. Oh. We could we we're in the playoffs, aren't right. right?
1: And then all of a sudden, and here comes the they Detroit lose. Lions.
0: They like, lose like every game. Yeah. So um, you take out. So you got all those names. Here's what I think they're gonna do. Yeah, what are the Niners? What maybe? happens? I'm set it here first. What if Alex Smith went back to the Niners? Because let's be honest, it Alex Smith only left because Harbaugh let him leave and Kaepernick came in. Alex Smith was the number one pick by that team. Oh, so I see what you're saying. You're saying that
1: in theory the Chiefs would go after Romo. They would trade Alex Smith back to the Niners.
0: Then or maybe not even trade him, because sometimes when teams right, trade away cut. players, they have to take a really big cap hit. Well, I mean, here- so it would be easier to cut him. He can then go anywhere he wants. Yeah. And like I said, it wasn't the Niners that stuck it to him. Right. It was the fact that Harbaugh and Kaepernick and that whole regime is gone now. They're, that regime isn't there. No. So the grudge isn't against the Niners. I mean, if it is against the Niners, I don't blame them. But Jeb or Jed York he's just the owner he's not pulling the strings let's 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 hope he's not pulling the strings so right. what happens if alex smith went back to the niners but is he does he have the physical tools to do a shanahan type offense i don't know
1: no and that's why i don't think that would happen um alex smith is more of like a pocket passer um game manager and shanahan's offense requires someone that can
0: sling it you know like a yeah. um Spread offense. I think what the Niners should do, and I'm going to say this here too first. I think the Niners, with their second pick overall, need to get, and this is a bold prediction, because I know everyone's talking about the defense of this and the defense. This is a big defensive draft. There's a lot of defensive players in this draft. You can feasibly pick up a defensive player in the second, third round and get a good player. Let's not talk about the free agents now. Hightower from the Patriots, he's a free agent. Patriots aren't going to franchise tag that guy. He's a monster. Okay. So let's say Hightower Hightower didn't go to the parade. He didn't go to the parade for his team winning the Super Bowl because he said he was done with the cold weather. So let's say he becomes a free agent and the Niners pick him up. And then let's say with the second pick overall, the Niners draft. I can't miss wide receiver because let's be honest. When you think of the 49ers, what do you think of Jerry Rice? Yeah. So you draft a can't miss wide receiver, maybe that kid out of Clemson. Right. Okay. Right. Then you get yourself a quarterback that can sling it in free agency, whether it be a Garoppolo or Fitzpatrick or somebody. And then you draft a quarterback in like the second or third round to someone that you think you can bring along. That's just my opinion. Or trade away that second pick to someone else in the first round, someone who wants to jump up to two. You trade back to thirteen. You could probably still get a can't miss wide receiver. Then still get, and then you trade away your number two pick. I don't know. There's a lot of things that I should do, but the Niners, the one thing they should not do is they shouldn't draft a quarterback with that number two pick. That's just my that's my opinion. They shouldn't do it.
1: No, and I I agree with you there because the the quarterback position is so hit or miss right now. It's going to be difficult for them to. To get somebody that is going to be long-term, I think. So
0: There have actually been really talented quarterbacks, if you look at the last 10 years, that have been drafted in the top 10. There's been a lot of really good quarterbacks. Marcus Mariota. uh, Right. What's his name? Uh, Jamin Winston.
1: uh, Yeah, Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston, I'm sorry. I think he's
0: more underrated, too. There's a lot of quarterbacks that you can go to and say, well, that guy was drafted in the top 10. He's still playing. He's still good. Um, Obviously, Marcus Mariota and Jameis Winston have only played two seasons. It's yet to be seen. There's still a third season they have to come into. But to me, when when I think of top ten quarterbacks, I still can't help but think of Ryan Leaf. You know what I mean? I can't stop to think. I can't stop and help but think about Vince Young. Right. It's like it's a fifty-fifty chance that you're going to get a guy that's going to, you know, that's going to come in and just be a monster like a Matty Ice. Yeah.
1: I don't know. It's it's going to be tough for anybody that uh, any quarterback needy team. Um and I think uh getting back to the AFC West a bit, I think the Broncos were smart in that regard of getting you know rid of the big money contracts and uh sticking with guys that are young that you can develop. And then at least you can see what you're going to get and build a team Um, around other areas like the defense so um, you know what you have on one side of the ball um, now you can experiment on the other side and try to find what's going to fit best and I think that that's what any young team is going to have to do and I'm talking like the Rams I'm talking the Niners Um, the Raiders have already done that with Mm. Derek Carr you know like they built a defense and then they found which quarterback worked and you know what they thought it was Matt McGloin. They thought it was someone else. And then all of a sudden here comes this kid named Derek Carr. And it's like, Oh, we're good. Yeah, I think Derek Carr (laughs) was
0: like a flip of the coin because like he, you know, he wasn't thought of as to be the can't miss type of quarterback, like Blake Bortles. How do you feel about that? Jacksonville Jaguars, the can't (sighs) miss quarterback, Blake Bortles, um, or, you know, Johnny Menzel, you know, Derek Carr had the intangibles. He had the brains, you know, had everything between the ears, but you know, and he had the arm talent, like but no one knew how he was gonna really adapt to the NFL and coming for out of Fresno State, which is a smaller program. I don't I mean, I just think that any team in the top ten to think about picking a quarterback, there has to be like a truly can't miss quarterback. Right. And there isn't in this draft in my no. opinion. There are great quarterbacks in this draft. That kid out of Clemson. Yeah, absolutely. A yeah, he's great. But, you know, is he the next RG3 or, you know? Or uh, RG3 or Ryan Leaf, you know what I mean? Right, yeah. Um, it's hard to say. I was just going to say when someone gets drafted and before they even step on the field, they're doing subway commercials. Right. You know what I mean? There's a problem. You're just distracted. Um, so let's hope that
1: the 49ers take notes from the Raiders. And
0: uh, we'll wait and see about the Broncos situation um, with our quarterbacks. With your guys, with the Broncos, though, what I like what John Elway does is every year he drafts a quarterback. Yeah. With one of it's his seven picks, he grabs a quarterback every draft because you never know when you're going to find that hidden gem like the Tom Brady. Right. You know, And the guy from Green Bay does that too. And the thing, yeah, um,
1: that's kind of the good thing about – way he's done a really good job of drafting some interesting names um i think paxton lynch is really going to be the future i I think trevor simeon really did it for us last year but is he tough enough to make it towards the end of the season i don't know so it's going to be interesting to see um what these young quarterbacks do
0: but another prediction i'm going to make before we take a break here you guys are most likely going to lose Ware back to the Dallas Cowboys, in my opinion. Yes, DeMarcus Ware
1: is one of the top free agents for the Broncos this year. Um,
0: I don't I, I definitely think he's gone. Yeah, he's he's going to leave. He he accomplished what it is he wanted to accomplish, which was win a Super Bowl. Right. Um, And it's just,
1: you know, Denver's not going to spend the money. That's why we drafted guys behind him um, to step up. I mean, oh, you I, got, I,
0: what's that guy? You Shane got? Ray. Oh, really good. really talented.
1: Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. I mean, you know, these guys still need to step up a little bit, I think, but, um, we've got a lot of young linebackers and Von Miller leads the pack. So as long as we can still get pressure from that right side, I think we'll be okay. Um, so obviously, uh, for Denver, I think our biggest position of need is, um, offensive line. And, uh, that's just kind of obvious. So I'm sure we're going to address that in the draft. We've got a lot of picks. I'm sure we're also going to address it immediately in free agency. But I mean, let's be honest. We need almost every position on the offensive line. Um, I don't even see us picking up Russell O'Kong's option um, this year. I really don't. I mean, maybe just to
0: have one. Well, you need depth at that position. Yeah, Yeah.
1: that is true. So so maybe, but that's an expensive option. And I just don't see John Elway doing that.
0: Yeah, I mean, look at the Raiders this past year. They have arguably the second-best offensive line, and in some cases, to me, the best offensive line. I know the Dallas Cowboys' offensive line is monstrous, but granted, our rushing yards weren't what Dallas was. Um, But, I mean, to be sacked six times... I mean, maybe it was a little bit more than six times. I think it was a little bit more. But he was sacked very little this year. And one of the few sacks is when he broke his leg, which right. was the only sack that Donald Penn gave up gave up all year. Nice. So okay, that's pretty gnarly. The only person on the offensive <laughs> line that I can think of right now that's going to be gone, I think they're going to let him leave, is Menelik Watson. Yeah. Um, he's from England. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Menelik Watson, and he's from England. Wow. He didn't even he, – he even has an English accent and everything. That's crazy. Hence, I guess he would because he's from England. <laughs> but he uh, he came over to the States to play college basketball, and he ended up getting into football. No kidding. And there you go. But he's a great guy. Uh, I think the team loves him. I love seeing him get interviewed. He's, he does great things in the community. Yeah. But unfortunately, he cannot stay healthy. Ah. He's always hurt. Yeah. That's a bummer. But so it seems like your offensive
1: line is going to be mostly intact, though. So that's obviously not a need for Oakland. What is well, your we do need that, biggest I think,
0: need? I think our biggest need is up the middle. You know, I know the team or that fans, especially people that don't like the Raiders, and even some Raider fans will say, oh, well, we need another safety or we need some corners or we need this. We need help up the middle because... That's just that's just my opinion. We need help. What do you mean middle. up
1: the middle? Though we I don't need, know. I don't know what like, that means. We need like an,
0: an inside linebacker. Oh, Okay. We need. We don't have strong linebackers, right? On the Raiders, like we don't have. Like we got Perry Riley, who was cut by the Redskins, who was essentially sitting at home lifting weights. He did a good job for us, but we need a line. Like other name name my my uh, monstrous name one one of my middle linebackers. Yeah, well, we can't. No. But almost every team, you can name one middle linebacker. Well, you're definitely going to have to have a middle linebacker linebacker. because you've got
1: three inside linebackers on this free agent list. So, uh, you know, you guys are going to be looking at some linebackers for sure. And you need somebody to to help Khalil Mack. I mean, I think um, what John Elway realized after that first embarrassing Super Bowl was that, um, you know, you've got to have complimentary guys, and especially when Von Miller was injured and you have nobody else to go to. That's well, why you pick up guys like DeMarcus Ware, they can get that push from the other side. And that's what Khalil Mack is missing. I mean, he's
0: dominant right now. But Alden Smith is coming back. He's Ald- coming back to the Raiders? Yeah, Alden Smith. What? Yeah. Wait. Yeah. The Raiders are smart. They Did they get him already? I'm con- I, Yeah, no. Alden Smith was a Raider in 2015. Right. We picked him up, the Niners cut him. He hadn't been suspended yet. He hadn't even done his day. The league had suspended him. I completely
1: forgot about this. So we signed
0: him. Then what the Raiders did is they gave him a two-year extension beyond 2015, and then he got suspended. His suspension was supposed to be lifted November of this last year. Right. But the league decided to hold off and not reinstate him. That's right. Now, the good thing about that, as a Raiders fan in November, being that we were so close to the playoffs, I was like... You gotta reinstate this guy. We gotta no get back on the field. But here's the good thing. If I read it correctly, because I read this, I don't have any inside sources or anything that tells me that, tell me this thing. I read it off of other sports pages. Um, because he didn't come back and play at all in 2016, technically his two year contract doesn't start until March, which is when he'll be reinstated. Meaning instead of having him for 2016 and 2017, we now have him for 2017, 2018. So wow. he's he's locked up with us until 2000 through 2018. Now, let's say he comes out and has 27 sacks in two years, and he's a monster. Yeah, and he stays keeps his nose clean. Yeah. Yeah, granted, he could probably go somewhere and get big-time money. But it's kind of like you don't bite the hand that feeds you. And the way I look at it is unless the Raiders let him walk, why would he want to go sign anywhere else for a couple more million that may not even be guaranteed when he can just stay with a team that gave him a chance.
1: Yeah, well, and a team that is on the rise and are AFC West champions. So. Yeah,
0: but you know, well, technically we're not AFC. Oh champions.
1: no, that's right. Sorry, KC pulled it out. I thought yeah. I thought they had the, the same Raiders
0: exact same Raiders record, out. but they they beat the yeah yeah Raiders yeah yeah.
1: Listen, details, details. You know what? It's kind of like the
0: grass isn't always greener. You just wait, Kansas City. You guys let Alex Smith go. I think they're going to be fucked, dude.
1: Yeah. Eric
0: Berry's probably going to leave.
1: Kansas City will be on the decline right about now, according to um, what's-his-face this time. Oh, man, I ruined my whole thing because I can't remember the coach's name. Uh, Andy Reid.
0: Oh, yeah, Andy, Andy Reed. Andy
1: Reid is awesome, except, you know, two or three years in, everyone figures out his stuff with the players he's got, and then they yeah. don't go anywhere. So. Well,
0: they're all about speed, right? Right. Oh, for
1: sure. Tyreek Hill is a- Beast.
0: Yeah. I love
1: what that coach said about him. What is um said. he said there's two ways that you're gonna I can't remember the coach's name. I feel bad, so sorry for not sourcing this properly, but um he basically said there's two ways to stop him. He either gets the flu or you give him a flat tire,
0: like on the way to the
1: game. Yeah. <laughs> like there's no way to stop that guy. I
0: think with that guy He's kinda like when um Devin Hester was in his prime. Right, right. You just don't kick him the ball. No, no. And yeah, don't do it, man. Just I would kick rather it, I would rather put, put that I'd rather put, put it the, put it at the forty. I'd rather put him at the forty put yard it line, 40, dude. Than to let him touch the ball. <laughs> yeah. You know no, what I'm he's getting. he's yeah, he's a monster, dude.
1: Yeah, he, he is. is. What are you guys gonna do at running back though, with the Raiders? I
0: think we got two young good running backs that we got one of them. He was an undrafted free agent. Or, yeah, undrafted um, free agent. And then we have um, uh, Washington. His name is Washington. We drafted him, I think, in the third round um, out of Texas Tech. I think it was Texas Tech. I could be wrong. Nice. Uh, But we're not experts. I'm not an expert. I can't speak for Sean. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's uh, DeAndre Washington. And I think he came out of Texas Tech. And um, the other one is uh, Jalen Richard, and he was an undrafted guy, and he came from a small school, like a, I think, oh uh, yeah, Southern
1: Miss. Yeah, is, Southern is Miss. College. It was
0: a small school. Yeah, yeah. I, I was getting a brain fart there, guys. Sorry. Um, and I and then obviously L- uh, Latavius Murray, he's a free agent. Right. A lot of people are saying, oh, you know, the Raiders can and should let him go, and I think with him, he's he's one of those players that. The team loves him, so they don't want him to go anywhere, and I don't think he really wants to go anywhere. But I think that if it comes down, he's a big back. He's like six foot three, yeah, two hundred and something pounds. Yeah, he's a big boy. He's a big running back. I, if he leaves, I think the Raiders will be fine. But I think the, there's something to be said about chemistry and keeping people intact. It's like all those years that uh, the the Patriots kept Falk. Right. Marshall Falks like cousin or something. <laughs> he wasn't he I think he is truly Marshall Falks cousin. Yeah. Um, there, he wasn't the best running back on the field, but he was solid for the team and they kept him were able to keep him running, he wanted to stay. So, I think to keep Latavius Murray would be big for the team rapport. There's other guys on the list like DJ Hayden, I think if he leaves, they'll be fine. I feel bad cuz once again, he's a player that people love. Right. He's a true Raider. But these guys can, you know, branch on. Maybe make more money somewhere else. Now, what's your second biggest need
1: on the Raiders, in your opinion?
0: I think we should go out and get another wide receiver. I know that we've got Michael Crabtree, who is phenomenal, but he had a lot of drops last year. Yes, a lot of drops. Amari uh, Cooper is our stud. Uh, Seth Roberts is a good wide receiver when he catches the ball. I mean, once again, he had a lot. I think I read somewhere that he he had the ball thrown to him 77 times last year, and he caught 33 of them. Ugh. Yeah, like, he, he, like if I had the ball thrown to me by Derek Carr 77 times, I probably would catch about six or seven of them. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> probably like maybe less than 10, but I'm not a professional wide receiver. That's what I'm saying. These guys get paid to catch the ball.
1: If you're not catching the ball, I don't know why you're getting paid. And I don't so know why you're in the
0: league. He's talented, but to catch the ball 33 times out of 77 targets. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's gnarly. insane. So I think we should go out and get another wide receiver. Maybe someone that can come in and be like a really good bookend uh, for Amari Cooper. Cause I mean, Crabtree's contracts up after this year um maybe they'll sign him to a two more two more years after that but let's be he'll start to age and he'll be that kind of veteran wide receiver that they're kind of keeping around for his knowledge and his love of the team and um i think a wide receiver but i don't think we need to go after anyone like that in the first round
1: i think yeah i think that's a good point and it's funny you say that because i think that's also the denver broncos second position of need obviously we talked about them needing offensive line help but um some people are surprised to hear that probably because we have Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders. But I I think our biggest issue last year was we didn't have anybody over the middle to throw it to, you know, we've got unproven guys like Benny Fowler um, and uh, and Cody Latimer. I think the clock has run out on him. Um, He, he was supposed to be our, our slot receiver, like the next Brennan Stokely and the guy just hasn't panned out. Um, so I think that's honestly, but it's probably a toss up between wide receiver and middle linebacker because um, we could use some help there. I, I just think that it, with Emmanuel Sanders big contract and Demarius Thomas big contract, we're, we're not going to be able to keep that up for very long. And we don't have much help over the middle. I think the only holdover from the our wide receivers should be obviously Thomas Sanders and Sunshine, who is Jordan Taylor. And uh, everyone else just bye. <laughs> Sorry, like you well, guys haven't been holding up your end of the deal. We got a bunch of young guys,
0: but uh, I I can't I can't speak for your offense this year because I don't know much about McCoy and his style, and I don't know I much. Yeah, and I don't know much. I mean, I know, I know, I I know what I saw from Simeon, but I think you look at a team like say for instance the Kansas City Chiefs. They're not an explosive offense. They just have explosive players. So they kind of at times look like an explosive offense. Right. So a guy like Alex Smith, he needs guys that can come across the middle and get yards after the catch. Derek Carr needs guys like Julio Jones because Derek Carr is going to sling at 70-yard passes, 60-yard passes, and have these big explosive plays. So he needs fast, long, big wide receivers. You know, If you look at the wide receivers for the Chiefs, Tyree Kill, what is he, uh, three apples tall? He's like a smurf. (laughs) You know, he's really little, at least he looks little compared to their players. Right. And then they've got that other wide receiver that Andy Reid brought over from Philadelphia that they lost a draft pick over because they did some kind of thing. Um, Oh, Jeremy Macklin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's also kind of a small wide receiver. Right. So like they a team like the Chiefs can handle having these five foot ten, six foot tall wide receivers that are really fast because they need someone to help Alex Smith move down the field versus Alex Smith do it. Uh, Philip Rivers needs explosive playmakers. Talk about a team that needs wide receivers. Their wide receiver, I think the guy, I don't remember what school he's out of, but he can't stay healthy. They're the the, the Chargers' main wide receiver. He's always hurt. Keenan Allen. Yeah, yeah. He can't stay healthy. No, I mean, uh, I think you're right. Um, but his beard is is uh, legit. He, the Kansas <laughs> City Chiefs. My prediction is you guys are going to lose Alex Smith back to the Niners. That's my bold prediction here. What do you think Kansas
1: City's biggest need is? I mean, you you seem to think the quarterback situation is going to be up in the air. I don't think they. Um, I don't think.
0: I, to be honest with you, I think their biggest need is figuring out how to sign their guys on their team.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, Eric Berry is a huge one, and he's Eric, been he's been very clear that he's not playing for the franchise tag. He's yeah. not going to do it.
0: Yeah, and that's. I mean, listen, the guy the guy survived cancer. Yeah. He has the rights to call the shots. Yeah. He's only he he. He lives life differently than these other football players do. And oh, I respect for sure. Him for that. I think that's amazing, Eric Berry. You could come be a Raider any day if <laughs> you want to. Um, he, you know, where I think Eric, I think Eric Berry is going to go to Atlanta. Really? He's from Atlanta. Ooh, that'd be a nice. I mean, is for Atlanta going to pay him the top dollar that he wants and deserves? Who knows? But his family, his family lives in Atlanta. He's from Atlanta. He survived cancer. He should be able to go play where he wants to play. Yeah, that would be awesome. Um, and so I think that I don't think he's going to stay in Kansas City cuz look at Kansas City Kansas City out of all the teams has the most has the biggest group of talent that's free agents. They have their their running back is a free agent. Um Eric barry's a free agent. I think their their top linebacker is a free agent. Um they got a lot of free agents, like
1: yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, their their biggest one is obviously Eric Berry, Don Terry Poe, the the def- defensive tackle. Yes, he's a big it. one. Good God, man! You guys have to play Justin Houston a lot of money this year. Um, but essentially, uh, twenty seventeen is a bad year for the Chiefs for cap space right now because you guys are only at three point four million according to over the cap. So. Uh, You know, that's – I think, Casey, you might be onto something with the whole Alex Smith um, letting Eric Berry go. I mean, these are things that are going to need to – these are hard decisions that they're going to need to make. Um,
0: I I guess my thing is with the Kansas City Chiefs, which I don't understand, and I don't know how much truth is to the rumors and the talk of uh, Alex Smith being cut or traded or whatever, is the hardest position in all of sports to fill is the quarterback position. In all of sports, period. Yep. Um you look at, you know, obviously boxing is not a team sport. You look at boxing. There was one Floyd Mayweather, but there's going to be many champions after him. In baseball, there's one Roger Clemens, but there's going to be another pitcher that comes up and puts up great numbers like he did. Um let's look at football. There was only one Walter Payton, but there's been Adrian Peterson, Ezekiel Elliott, Emmitt Smith. There's these but you look at the list of phenomenal quarterbacks. And I could probably you there's pro the list is probably 20 names long of phenomenal quarterbacks dating back to when my dad was 10 years old. Johnny
1: Unitas. I
0: mean, yeah, there's 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 quarterbacks you can say, oh yeah, well Vinny Testaverdi, he was on in his day. You know what? Fine. Did Vinny Testaverdi win a Super Bowl as a, as the starting quarterback? No, he did not. That's what I'm saying. So like the quarterback is the hardest position to fill. So for Kansas City to consider getting rid of Alex Smith because they dub him a game manager? Yeah. It's the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. And I don't care. In my opinion, I would love to see the Chiefs let Alex Smith go. Please, by all means, let him go. Start someone else. Get Tony Romo so he can get hurt the first game of the season do it that would be good for the Raiders
1: well look I yeah I don't know if Tony Romo is even an option though with these numbers I mean it looks like Nick Foles you could cut him and get a big chunk of it gone so I think you're right they might be starting over at quarterback or at least at the very least getting rid of Nick Foles um Jamal Charles might be gone in my opinion how
0: much is Nick Foles getting paid
1: uh Nick Foles is supposed to get 10 million what yeah, remember cuz they made those b- terrible deals there for a minute. They were like trading for everybody. Mm. And then um of course Nick. they brought in Alex Smith. So Nick I Foles, mean, yeah, you... your base salary guaranteed for the 2017 season is 10.4 million for Nick Foles. Ooh. So if you cut him,
0: um you save everything. I don't think they're going <laughs> to cut him though. You so you think they would keep him? Well, because that's Andy Reid's boy. Andy Reid drafted him out of and when he was in Philadelphia.
1: Dude, that's a I would not pay Nick Foles 10 Dude Andy
0: Reid dollars? Dude Andy Reid is like uh it's like Birdman from Cash Money Millionaires. Was that remember that rapper, you know that rapper Birdman? Yeah, of course. Or was it Cash Money Millionaires? Yeah. So Andy Reid's like that. He's like, "Yo, when I get on, I'm bringing all you with me. <laughs> I'm bringing all you with
1: me." <laughs> it's funny. He he definitely did. So He's like, really like Andy Reed, if, if Andy Reid if Andy
0: Reid like left Kansas City and went and coached like the Cincinnati Bengals, He's going to bring Nick Foles with him. He's going to he's going to bring these guys with him. Um no, I, you know, I just think that they need to keep Alex if okay, if I was a Kansas City Chiefs fan, I'd say keep Alex Smith, find a quarterback in the draft that you could pick up. W- would it hurt if Kansas City say gave up their second round pick, moved up and drafted that quarterback out of Clemson or or or, or really went hard for a quarterback cuz they don't need a running back. They don't need I mean, their their they're running back is a free agent, but you know, with Tyreek Hill, you know, being as explosive as he is, um, and I know he's not technically a running back, but I think the Chiefs would be fine if they went out and they got themselves a quarterback that they can groom to be the next guy, and then once you see that this guy is capable of taking over, then let Alex Smith leave. But I, I just I just think that Alex Smith, he's not a phenomenal quarterback, but I mean, come on, they beat the Raiders twice last year. Yeah. I mean, obviously, that was mostly defense they did it, but...
1: Yeah, true. Yeah, I don't know what you do there. I mean, I think there's a lot of... Uh...
0: Have a bake sale so you can get a little bit more money.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're kind of in a tight spot right now. It's going to be interesting to see what Andy Reid pulls out over there. Okay, now, uh, the Chargers looks to be on the track that Denver's on, and uh, they're going to have a little bit of a spending spree, I think, in the offseason. Right now, they're projected at, like, $20 million. In cap space, um, so, you know, and I'm sure that'll change once they kind of free up some more people um, when the roster gets going. But um, for them, I mean, some interesting names to discuss uh, on the free agent front, um, especially like Manny Teo. Mm.
0: Manti fairy Teo? <laughs> yeah, I don't even and know he, how to say his name well, right. Was I, I it Manti Teo? Tao. Man, yeah. I call him Manti Fairy Teo because he had that <laughs> that story where he made up that he his girlfriend died. Or he's something. never gonna live that Listen, down. No, I if no, he's never gonna live <laughs> and he shouldn't. That's a fucking horrible thing he did. And I'm a Notre Dame I'm a diehard Notre Dame fan. And I was when I heard that, I was like, no, why did you do that? It was like it was like my son did something really bad, and I was like, "Why did you do that? I loved you." Um, I'll tell you what the Chargers need. Everything. <laughs> okay, I think the Chargers are going to be fine. I think the Chargers are going to be fine on defense because they got Gus Bradley as their defense coordinator, Ooh, and I think yeah. players want to play for him, Trip. even though he was a horrible head coach. For I don't okay okay I, I, okay Gus, I'm sorry. I don't think you were a horrible head coach. I think you had a horrible situation that you came into um, in Jacksonville.
1: And some people just can't be head coaches, though, man. Some That's people true. are better coordinators. Chargers, you need to pull out all the stops, man. Impress me and maybe get rid of Philip Rivers. I don't know. That no. guy should just be done.
0: No, dude, Philip Rivers is a, le- a legit quarterback. He's- yeah, but
1: he's dude. If he has to do everything every year, just be done. Sorry. Like, come on. You know, I. You guys I, have to get a running game. You have to get a defense. You have, like, just stop playing around. Stop playing, like, Canadian level football and get in the
0: big leagues, okay? It's well, I time. Think, I think it's time. I think last year, <laughs> Sean's, like, just. Throwing, I'm just tired of it, man. Like, you guys have had
1: it. talent for years and you, like, missed your window. Too bad, so sad. And you, just, now
0: you failed to, like, think, rebuild anything. I think they've hired really shitty coaches. And when they've had good coaches like Marty Schottenheimer, they, they, they threw it. Biggest
1: the, mistake ever yeah, for the Chargers. Yeah.
0: Biggest mistake ever. They just, they don't, as an organization, like last year, let's look at the Chargers with their with what they did on the field. I mean, they were winning most of their games. Most of the games they lost, they lost by three points or one score. Um, they were in every game. Um, their defense wasn't any worse, and in some levels, better than the Raiders' defense. Um, their offense, their their running back finally stepped up in a second season and was leading the league in touchdowns. Um, except for his first season, he was horrible, but he came along the second season and, and became the running back that they drafted. So they had talent, and the coaching staff did a decent job. But I think it's the owners of the Chargers, like we mentioned in last week's podcast, the Spanos family. I think it's just these owners need to stop trying to be the smartest guy in the room and just step back and let the people who you hire do their job. Yeah, absolutely. And the head coach now for the Chargers, I'm not going to take anything away from him because he may turn out to be great. But uh, he was a fucking, co- like not even a coordinator last year. He was promoted to court. He was a running backs coach. Then he became offensive coordinator and then he became interim head coach. I mean, like, so the guy's experience. But then you look at the Rams head coach. What experience? I mean, he was. Yeah. I think, I just think that teams, like, they pay for hopes and dreams in this league. They don't pay off of performance.
1: Awesome, guys. Well, hey, uh, we still need a name. Thanks for listening. Um, we'll catch you next time and uh, when we talk about the Combine, et cetera.
0: Yeah, I'm sure we'll come up with a Facebook page soon everything.
1: Yeah, going. yeah. We're getting set up, and we'll be on iTunes very shortly. I'm still a newbie to this whole podcast game. We both are. Yeah. so um, This is my excuse to get out of the house. <laughs> you know, it's it, I love it, though. It's like grassroots. We're kind of winging it, growing our audience, growing, you know, yeah. building it up. But the AFC West needs more of a voice, people. I'm tired of all of these East Coast teams, like, Mm. choking the airwaves so you know let's come in force and let's talk about our community and the west side the
0: best side the coast with the most yeah dude you dropped some some knowledge on them <laughs> awesome okay. guys See all right have
1: a good night